Greetings, and thank you for tuning in to Gullah House Media. In our first episode, we have Chief Fode Ajamu Mansure and his wife Kenya Mansure. Listen in as they discuss what is Gullah Geechee. Greetings. Greetings, how you doing? I have with me today Chief Fode Ajamu Mansure, and this is Kenya Mansure. I'll be interviewing him. So, one of the first questions I have for you is, what is Gullah Geechee? Hmm. <laughs> it seems to be the, ca- the question of the century. Yeah. Um, I can only give you the definition of Gullah Geechee that I've been able to come up with as a Gullah Geechee, living my life knowing of being a Gullah Geechee as a child, um, not always knowing exactly what it meant. Um, when I was young, I thought it was just uh, a language, you know, a way that my mother would act when she got upset, a way that her and her siblings would embrace each other with, uh, with, with, with happiness, but it was actually more than that. And I remember I had a, um, a cousin, elder cousin, like my mother's age, and I mean, he was straight talking Creole. He was just blah, 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 blah. And you had to live in the family to understand what Uncle Bump was talking about. You know, you really had to live in the family to understand. And so um, just that early exposure to that, I thought that Geechee was like, just like a, a, a language. Um, I didn't understand that it was our food. It was our, the way that we prayed. You know, it was our spirituality. It was um, our understanding of what family is and, and, and is not. You know, um, our uh, tendency to always include um, extended family members right in, right on in with the blood relatives. You know, we're very fast to extend family. Um, I didn't know that these things were characteristics that could be. Um, Trace back to Gullah Geechee culture and heritage. But um, to me, Gullah Geechee is a pan African um, community. Pan African community? Yes, I say pan African. I say pan African because right now in this world, if you brought African people from, let's say, 50 different ethnicities mm-hmm. and you put them, um, man and woman, on a plantation in America with um, 100 enslaved Africans there, two to each ethnicity, you would have a Pan-African community even if that community is um, dominated and currently um, enslaved. Mm. Um, So I think that the African diaspora in general is a Pan-African community in that sense. So when I say Pan-African community, I mean that in terms of the genetics, as yes. Baba Jamu always says, there's a genetic Pan-Africanism as well. Mm-hmm. Something happened in the West that didn't happen on the continent in terms of lineages and, and um, being intertwined. You know, um, people losing their culture while at the same time creating new culture. Mm-hmm. You understand? And so um, being snatched away from family, but then also finding yourself in America making new family. You know, among other people that got the situation that you had, but they may not necessarily come from the same place you come from. 
So um, Gullah Geechee definitely is an identity that is birthed out of a Pan-African experience, something that happened to so many different Africans that it wasn't something, uh, our identity can't be isolated to one country or one region or one ethnicity of Africans who were formerly enslaved. In fact, um, there was a whole conglomeration of ethnicities and regions. I know that the Congo greatly contributed to the, um, the Gullah Geechee gene pool as well as the cultural heritage dynamic. You go down deep into our spirituality, man, you find a lot of Congolese similarities. Um, and then also you have, um, you know, Ghanaian elements there as well. You have um, people who were formerly enslaved in Jamaica. You know, you had the Caribbean um, um, passage as well. You had the Middle Passage, of course. You had the passage coming from Africa directly to the United States, but you also had the Caribbean passage. You know, there was people who was first enslaved, took into America and enslaved, that ended up down in the Caribbean somewhere, and vice versa. So there was always an exchange going on between the Caribbeans and the, uh, the United States, um, particularly centered around Charleston, mm -hmm. South Carolina, both ways. Um, Charleston was founded in 1670 by British colonizers who, had who, who were formerly um, located in Barbados and um, they chose to go to uh, the coastline of South Carolina and begin to create the settlement of Charleston and of course they had enslaved Africans with them and that would be um, in most people's narrative the origins of the Gullah Geechee community now <laughs> some would go farther back mm -hmm. some would go back to um, 15 was it 15 20, 26 1525, 1526, whereas, um, you know, the first people who ever, um, European people who ever attempted to establish a settlement in um, the current United States of America um, was Spaniards. Okay. And they were, they were um, you know, looking for opportunity, looking for places where they could exploit, where they could establish settlements, you know, for trade or whatever they, they, they said they were doing, but they were seeking to conquer. And so, um, you know, legend has it that the, the, the uh, Gwali natives who lived down in Georgia and South Carolina area, um, as well as the Africans who they had enslaved, that they brought with them, um, worked together, something like they did later on during the Seminole Wars. Where you, great, where you have groups now like the Yamasi, which represent a fusion of the formerly enslaved Africans and, and, and the indigenous elements. You know, there was fusion, particularly a lot in that region. Um, there was fusions, there was um, intermarriages and, and multiplication, you know, within lineages. And so, um, back then, the, 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 the indigenous decided that we're not going to take this crap. These people can't stay here. And this was where location was? This was in South Carolina. Okay. Yes. This was in South Carolina. The first uh, attempt by Europeans to settle a permanent settlement was um, was was uh, destroyed. It was destroyed by the Africans who were enslaved by the Europeans who brought them there. They rose up in rebellion. And the indigenous people who decided that they did not like these people and wanted them to go, 
also back up the uh, the, the, the rebelling um, Africans and, and ultimately chased the Europeans away. And legend has it that those Africans stayed mm. and were, and, and were uh, uh, incorporated and assimilated into the indigenous um, group. And so um, that changes the narrative. It changes the narrative because we're talking about um, 400 years mm -hmm. in 16 in 1619 into 20, 2019. But they overlook the fact that if we're talking about not when um, the British first mm -hmm. um, legally enslaved our ancestors, because you know they won the imperialist struggle and, and became the ones to hold the United States of America today. But you have to look back and say, well. What was the first European attempt to settle, colonize, and enslave in North America? When? Did it happen? Was it Jamestown? It wasn't Jamestown. It wasn't Jamestown, y'all. We have to dig deeper. And it was almost even um, 100 years before that, almost a century before that. Um, in fact, five years from now would be 500 years since that was going down. And we're counting 400 years. So it just means that um, our enemy has been controlling our narrative and leaving out very important parts of it. So when you talk about the origins of Gullah Geechee's, man, it's so many origins. That's why we say many roots, mm -hmm. one fambo. Yes. Fambo meaning family. Yes. You know, we have a very family concept about ourselves. When you say, what are Gullah Geechee people? It's not like uh, we're a race of people. You know, we're Africans. We belong to the black race. Mm -hmm. You know, in fact, we make it um, we distinguish ourselves even from the European and, and, and have a general principle that a Booker can't be no Geechee. So therefore, uh, Gullah Geechee uh, started as and always has been a black African identity um, for our people in the diaspora. And so when you think about that there and you understand that um, our ancestors had their own group their own culture, their own way of cooking and healing each other and getting married and, and mending family. We had our own way. And so when you understand that, that's what Gullah Geechee is, essentially. It is the attempt by our ancestors and by us now to um, preserve that which we inherited as a consequence of what happened to us. We look at it not as a uh, defeat, but as a victory. We've been able to retain more Africanisms in our traditional culture than any other group of um, identifiable, distinguished groups of identifiable Africans in the United States of America. And, um, and we're 45 million strong right now. On top of that, um, places like Charleston um, and places like um, um, Sullivan Island, which was, you know, a, it was a pest house. And they say up to almost 70%. Mm -hmm. of the Africans who entered the United States of America directly from Africa. Say that again. Directly from? Up to 70% of the Africans who entered the United States during the height of the transatlantic slave trade, the 18th, the 18th century, 1700s. Um, up to 70% entered the United States of America through the port of Charleston. And before they were allowed to embark and be brought to the mainland, they had to be um, quarantined. quarantined and they had to be prepared. Um, um, they, they had to be fed a lot of rice. They had to look good on the auction block, you know. They had to um, 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 rub, their, 
rub their skins with, with oil and grease. Mm -hmm. Make them look as black as possible, see? Put them in the sun, yeah. One thing you gotta understand about Charleston is that Charleston, them bookers, they had a particular taste. They knew what kind of Africans they wanted, you know? They, they had like a menu. They could say, ooh, I need this kind of African for that. I need this kind of African for this. And so they had engaged in what I call imperialist white supremacist anthropology from the very beginning of the encounter with us that allowed them to begin to distinguish us based on cultural characteristics and physical traits. And so, um, for instance, I am a Mandingo descendant. I'm a descendant of Mandinka people, the people who are, um, are, 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 are famous all around the world for having um, created the once Mali Empire. Mm -hmm. um, when you hear Sundata Keita and Mansa Musa and, 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 and things like that, Timbuktu, you know, my ancestors were taken from that group of people. How do you know that? I know that because my ancestors passed it down to their descendants. Okay. And, 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 and on top of that, I know that because um, I'm home and I'm part and parcel of the Mandingo people here in Sierra Leone and West Africa. Yes. And so, um, not only is it a claim, but it's, it's actually a, a, a recognized thing. Yeah. And, and it's, 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 it's great. It's wonderful. It's a great feeling to know that. Um, my mother was able to tell me, you know, um, my ancestors said they was Mandingos. Mm -hmm. You know, um, as I sit before you, I have a very diverse um, cultural background in terms of my ethnicity, mm -hmm. ethnic background. Mm -hmm. My mother... Of course, um, if you ask her, she a Gullah Geechee. But at the same time, she'll tell you that her father was a Jamaican mm. and her grandfather was a Haitian. And, wow. and, and so that's true, mm -hmm. absolutely true. Um, my grandfather actually was a bishop in the church for my Togo Bay Jamaica. And um, I don't know much about my Haitian great-grandfather, but he definitely was Haitian. And so, um, just the fact that I come from a lineage of people who preserved oral traditions that included ethnicity was um, that really gave me an African-centered consciousness at a younger age where, you know, as black as I am, I couldn't deny being African. Mm. You know, it was it <laughs> what it was. I just had to learn. Stay tuned for part two as Chief and his wife continue their conversation. What is Gullah Geechee? Here on Gullah House Media.